Welcome to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Scroll. We are here, my friends. It's a beautiful day in the Red Sea Radio Intergalactic Studios here in Bryan College Station, Texas. You've heard of our regular co-host. And then we have this other one that always wants to... She's like, why don't you have me on more? Why don't you do that? Why don't you invite me more? Why don't you love me? Why won't you just love me? And that's my perfect impression of the one, the only, <laughs> Liv Harrison. So uh, we're going to do a comparison. Hi, I'm Liv Harrison. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Stop. 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 I think I should do my, impre- I should do my impression of you. That's do what it. I should do. I dare you. I don't know how to sound like a 12-year-old girl, but if I did, then I would do an impression of you. Did you get what I did there? I, did you see what I yeah. did? You understand that? You never understand my jokes, Taylor. Because they're not funny, but you know they're hysterical, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> this is why the people love you. Uh, you're, you're, do they? They do. <laughs> they love you as they should, Taylor. Stroll, everybody. You're so complimentary after I make fun of you. It's why I love you. I, <laughs> it's because I have no friends. So yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my first time not in your studio, though, so I don't get to, like, get the whole experience. Oh, we got the whole experience. It was just much different. Uh, we have to talk about this. You, you like, act like you're 21 years old, and you are actually much, mm-hmm. much, much older than that. Uh, barely, barely. 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 But you're not good at math, so you wouldn't know. But, yeah, no, I... I actually yes. got A's in all of my math classes, but, you know, whatever. Did you? I really did. Sure. Listen, I'm a zennial, okay? I know you're a millennial, but I'm a zennial. And you act like that means I'm in a nursing home with an oxygen tank and denture cream. But that's not true. Only one of those three things is true. (laughs) And I'll let you guess which one it is. Guys, it's the denture cream. Okay, so... (laughs) I did break it too. She just laughed so hard that her teeth fell out. But that's a whole whole other thing. You're really the worst friend I have. You've always told me, like every time you have come onto the show, either as a guest or as the guest co-host... Like, you always want to come into the studio. And I always thought it's like, oh, she wants to, like, hang out with me and to, like, have lunch or dinner with me before or after. She wants to spend time with me. She wants, like, this rapport of being in the studio. And then I realized it's just because you don't know how to set up a phone with headphones because it took us an hour to get on the air. It took us an a whole hour. Listen, you have never given me the headphone option. And second of all, you love that I come in town. I buy you a meal, whichever one it is. And if I stay long enough, I buy you two. And you get to hang out with me. That is why you've never given me. This is the first headphone option you've ever given me. That's what this is. That's not true at all. Literally the first time I invited you to come onto the show, I said, oh, you can do it remotely. You're like, no, I want to do it in person. Again, my impersonation. I probably, stop. That is not true. I probably thought you meant like a remote. Like who does this? What is wrong with your generation? I should be like looking at your face. You like, are not... looking at my face. Like no, we're this on, is what's wrong. I'm on my computer. You're on your iPhone. Yeah. You, yeah. You, uh, what's great about this whole thing 
is I this the is first wrong. option, the easiest option is to just download this app. I send you <laughs> a link. You put in your iPhone headphones and you sit on your couch. But you decided you want you were like, I don't know where they are. Let me try all these other options. We tried other all those other options for 55 minutes. And then I said, Listen. why don't you just go back to the Apple headphones like I told you to? You did that. And guess where you are now? Sitting on your sofa with your iPhone headphones on on your iPhone. It's working perfectly. <laughs> if you want to just listen to me from the beginning, like that's my life motto. People just need to listen to me from the beginning and their life would be so much better. You would love that. But just explain this to me. I have never in my life, first of all, even though I had Apple iPhone headphones, whatever these things are, and you're the one who told me, you're going to make me sound so old, but you're the one that told me I have them. What are these for? How many times do people need these headphone iPhone things? I don't understand. I get in my car. It has a Bluetooth thingamajig. I just start my car. I can start talking to you down the driveway. I don't need these. Are these for runners? Don't run. Like, what would I need these for, Taylor? Why in the world would I have headphones? I don't know. But look, I have them. So I guess one of us really is a millennial. And it's me because I was able to do it. And it's fine. No, you really weren't. And I almost gave up on life about 45 minutes in. At about 30 pretty, minutes, at about 30 horrible. minutes, you complimented yeah. me for being such a good teacher and so patient. And at You're that really point, patient. I was. And then from the moment you said that, I realized, this is ridiculous. You were, you were angry. You were so angry with me. You better not get hit by a bus today. You need to go to confession for all the things you thought about me in your heart and soul. Because I know they were ugly. And I know that you don't care. So... I'm just no, it out it, there. look, to be fair, none of my anger was towards you. It was all towards me. Like, what have I done in life to deserve this? Like, this is all my <laughs> fault somehow. Like, I, I have. Talk to humans off of a screen, Taylor. This, I am here to teach your generation how to be communicative in person. That's what y'all are missing some She skills, said okay? from an iPhone an hour and a half away from me. Because <laughs> you made me. Because I definitely you, but this would have helped. You. This would have helped in the tornado day. So now live and learn if we're going to be in. Oh my gosh. Live and learn should be the name of the podcast you host. You should okay, make a podcast. Well, no, you shouldn't because I it would take. I am making a podcast. It would take it's you. going to be called no, that. It would take you nine hours to set up every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the person I'm making the podcast with, her husband is an audiophile, which I never in my life had heard of that audio word. Audiophiles are not humans. They're a file that you have on your computer. <laughs> audio yeah like a bibliophile like how you say that about people that like books although it kind of sounds like something else to me but i'm not going to say it because this is a good show but i'm just saying a person who likes audio equipment i guess <laughs> taylor don't you know big vocab words audio is this not a word am i making up how come every time i come on your show i say words no one knows what is this about or that i don't understand well, don't look at me like that. Do not look at I can still see your face. We're just going to move on. How's that? <laughs> you always do this. So I always Yep, go ahead. Okay, so uh on last week's show. Yeah. I talked I'm about ready. me crying in the middle of the woods. Um it was it was a revelation to everyone. And Here's the thing. We talked about like me as a man crying and am I becoming less manly? And everybody, pun intended, came out of the woodwork to tell me like I had a bunch of dudes like DMing me or texting me like, hey, no worry, man. I cry once a week. And I'm like, what is like and my first thought was, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you crying so much? <laughs> and then my second thought was, why? What is wrong with me? Apparently, I'm the one in the minority. I have no idea why, what's going on. Why do they feel the need to tell you this? Like, why are they DMing you 
and telling you, hey, hey, man, hey, I like cry like all the like, why do you need to know that? Because they were affirming me because I shared it and I was very vulnerable last week and I shared from my heart uh, about how broken it is. <laughs> and <laughs> and th- they just wanted me to feel like it- it's a good Christian thing to do, Liv. I'm surprised this is so surprising to you. Like this is this is called you. like empathy and sympathy, and this is what they're doing for me. It's very odd well, that it's not recognizable. No, okay, you know what? When we talked about in game, you did cry in in game, so maybe you are, maybe you have a, a stronger feminine side than like either one of us realize. Okay, so this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I had pe- like people that I know uh, texting me about it, but this is the funniest thing. Uh, I, this guy named Chris Hardy on Twitter. He tweeted at the Forte Catholic account. He said, I'm a new listener, and and this is my view of you. A family man who walks through the woods searching for things and crying to stay away from dark churches. I love the podcast. And so all the, this guy has listened to the last two weeks of shows, and that's his impression of me. I'm scared of ch- dark churches. I'm in the woods searching for things and crying. And like that is the greatest like view of me I think I've ever heard. <laughs> It sounds like he nailed it. Obviously, you were vulnerable enough that new people can like see right through you. You're just like, yeah, totally nailed you. That is absolutely how everyone should view you. I agree with this guy. This guy's a genius. You should have him on the show. I should. I love Cr- it. Chris Hardy has listened to two episodes. You're well, yeah. He might have earned himself. Come on over. He might have earned himself. If he knows, on the show. yeah. If he knows how to use audio equipment with his iPhone, I mean, he's like a I'm complete in. Yes, Chris. Totally. If you can learn how to conference call. Um, and be able to set it up in less than an hour. You have an open invitation to come onto the show. <laughs> Anytime, Chris. You're welcome. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's get into how the rest of my week went. I thought that was funny. I was vulnerable in sharing some funny. of the things that were that were difficult about my life. I'm not sure if I shared this or not, but I locked my keys in my running car again. Uh, oh no! <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever locked your keys in a running car? No, but currently we can't find a key to our house. So we have no house key. Does that work? Well, I mean, you're probably going to be robbed soon. Like, you might want to get that checked <laughs> out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Z's. So, yeah, tell me about your running cars. Wait, how in the world do you do that? Do you have a fancy car with, with the startup button kind of a thing? Or are you, like, old school? How do you do that? I don't understand. No, I was really stressed out last week. We just launched this, like, rebrand for Ablaze Ministries. It just- yeah, it looks awesome it people need to like awesome. check that out check it out ablaze.us yeah. like we rebranded to make it all cohesive so cool. blah, blah 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 but like last week was crazy like we were all working non-stop to make sure everything was ready so i'm stressing out thinking about all kinds of things i park at the office i get out of my car and i i turn i grab my phone and my wallet and i i lock the car door i close the door and then i realize immediately like the second that the car door closes that my car is running. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, of course it's still running. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what would happen today. So I just called my wow. wife and I said, hey, on your way home from working out, can you stop by the office and let me in my car because I'm an idiot? Like, can you do that for me, please? <laughs> I love how you I love how you put in there, hey, I called my wife, you know, when you're on your way work home, working out, like whatever. Like, I love that you had to let us know that you have like a really cool, hot, athletic wife. Just in case, for any new listeners, they now know that your wife is amazing, which she is. So I love that little add into this story. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting Chris know. Life? Like, 
Now Chris knows uh, that I'm Chris a family man know. who walks through the woods You're searching for things, man. crying. I don't yeah, like dark churches. And I and yeah. I and I have a great wife. You're right. I love that. You want to hear how else I'm broken? This is just the Taylor is broken segment. Are you ready for this? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm always ready for the Taylor bro. I think that's your whole podcast, but sure, it's a section. Go ahead. Let's no, no, no. It. The third segment's going to be all about how you're broken. We just haven't talked about that yet. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Yes, we're talking about you and your brokenness. Go. Okay, so I went to spiritual direction last week. Do you have a spiritual director? Are you directed spiritually? You know what? That's an interesting story, but we'll talk about that later. Let's keep focused on you. I used to. And yeah, I used to. But yeah, so good for you. Oh, no, you don't run this. I get to decide when we talk about things. That sounds intriguing. (laughs) Um, Well, my spiritual director is uh, sadly one of the priests that ended up on the list by the Houston Diocese. Oh, my goodness. Okay, never mind. I don't want to hear about it anymore. (laughs) See, that's what I was like. And back to you, Taylor. Okay, so my spiritual director is an actually good person. A great man. A great man. Uh, nice. And nice. Yes. So I went to spiritual direction the other day. Um, like I go once a month. We meet up once a month. He's a great man, family man. Uh, he's not afraid of dark churches. I don't believe and he, I don't think he walks through the woods either. So he has that one thing in common with me. But he's essentially like the kind of man that I want to be when I grow up. Right. When I'm your age. And so I went. Uh, you're the worst. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. So I went to spiritual direction. 25. Go ahead. And yeah. like the big focus you're not 25. Don't you dare lie on here. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you? Uh, we're wait, 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 wait. You. Are you closer to double 25 or to 25? <laughs> you're so bad at math. All right, fine. 28. Okay. You're not 28 either. I'm, I'm 29. You've never seen. You I could be your son. I could be your son. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, go ahead. So, like, I left. Like, have you ever, okay, so not with your spiritual director, because we don't want to talk about that, but have you ever left a conversation, like, with somebody about, like, your faith, and you're like, man, I'm really inspired to be better. Like, I'm really, like, for me, I was inspired to go to confession and to be more dedicated to my prayer. Have you ever had a conversation like that? I hope I do that for you every time we talk. But yes, I have felt that, yes. You drive me to confession, but not for the reasons (laughs) you think. Jeez Louise. Yes, I know Lord, I was very angry. I was very frustrated. (laughs) I, uh... I said a few choice words that I shouldn't have, all because of my Uh, elderly friend, your elderly friend. Uh, You're so kind. Yes, I know what you mean. So, yeah, I left and I was like, I was determined. I was determined to work on my prayer life, determined to go to confession. I got home and immediately turned on my Xbox out of habit. So, like, I didn't even, like, make the choice to turn my Xbox on. And I was going to start playing some video games because I got home from a long, stressful day. Fine, whatever. And then... Immediately, Xbox Live, which is the thing that makes everything on the Xbox work, like to play video games, to to do everything, it wasn't working. So I immediately contemplated, oh, maybe this is some kind of sign from God and a reminder that I need to go pray like I was inspired to earlier. And then for some reason, while I'm having this thought, I'm still like moving around with my controller and I click on Netflix and Netflix still works somehow. Like, even though Xbox Live is down, Netflix on the Xbox still works. And I ended up watching eight episodes of Friends. So tell me what's going on with me. <laughs> what's what's going on there? Listen, Friends is a spiritual experience for a lot of us. So I think you, yeah, I think you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Well, also, depends that's on not the advice age. that I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I everyone's can't. mad at you now. They were mad oh, at me and now geez. they're shooting Okay, listen. All right. Look, for real, though, 
after after you wasted 17 hours of your life watching all of those friends episodes it wasn't 17 what, it was like three and a half it, <laughs> it, listen we already know i'm better in math than you obviously with my age so what when did you get to the prayer part taylor did you just avoid it the whole time or did you actually do what you were supposed to do no, when he, did you actually take that inspiration and do it yeah, exactly. So I realized this. I sent out the tweet and ironically sending out the tweet made me feel accountable. So I actually went and prayed right after I sent the tweet out <laughs> talking about this. Uh, after the friends, after the friends, though, I see. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm broken, but I'm getting better. I think that's the theme of this. And your work in progress, right. as we all are. And I right? think that's Perception the theme of today's show because yes. <laughs> we're just yes. going to keep working on it. Uh, f- all for Chris Hardy's sake. Like, we just want him to keep having a good view of us. Yeah. So when Chris comes on the show, he knows what he needs to talk about and how he can guide you to be a better person. Because obviously I'm failing. So here, I do have a question, though. When you say, like, when people say, like, oh, I was inspired to go pray. I was inspired to go do whatever. What does that look like for you? Like, how do you pray specifically in this situation? What did you do? Did you read? Did you do Lexio Divina? Did you go to adoration? Did you journal? Did you just say in our father? What, what does that mean? Because it's so broad and so like vague. So how do you pray? How did you pray in that one, that friend day? What did you do? Well, if you were listening to the story, what I do when I'm inspired to go pray is I turn on my Xbox and I try to play video games and then I watch friends. But, <laughs> but, but eventually, eventually, yeah. whenever after that, af- obviously, after, the that, after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use I've talked about it before on the show, but it, but it has been a while. I use the U version Bible app on the phone. It's the most downloaded Bible app, and they have all these um, Bible plans, like scriptural reading plans. So like devotionals, that sort of thing. You click through them, you read it. It tells you to like it has some kind of reflection, and then. Uh, some scriptures to read. And what I do is essentially like whatever themes kind of stick out to me, I start praying about those. So let's like, let's say for instance, one of them's talking about like finding peace in the workplace. And then it's like, okay, well, God, I I just realized that like, I don't have peace in this relationship right now. I don't have peace about this project. Lead me, guide me in that and show me how I can accomplish that task and to grow closer to you within that task that's challenging me right now. So stuff like that. We'll get a little bit more into this. We'll get into how you're broken here pretty soon. Although we did kind of talk about it, how you're broken and can't, uh, you know, you can't seem to learn how to use your cellular device. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, But Liv, we have a very, very special guest coming on the show. Uh, A Catholic Catholic magician. Uh, He was recently on like the hit TV show, uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us. I cannot believe that this guy is actually coming on the show. Super excited about it. Guys, (laughs) we will be right back. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Olivia Voltare Harrison, how are you? Hey! We're just hanging out in between segments, and I have one question for you. you I'm ready? ready. What are your thoughts on beards? Beards? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. I'm kind of digging them right now. Yeah? I mean, they're all over. If if there's a nicely groomed beard, if someone is, like, keeping up with it, I appreciate it. If you're just kind of being scraggly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it. Well, then do we have the product for these people? Why? What oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> You're so <laughs> hilarious. Over at Catholic Bomb Co., they've got the greatest Catholic bomb in the world. And, like, legit, 
before I started using it, I yeah. thought it was stupid. Like right? I, I really did. I was like, it's why not would a I thing. put product this in isn't my thing? Why would I put product in the most manly thing that I have? You know, <laughs> like, uh, like this is not manly. But then I started using it, and I'm like, my beard went from like the homeless person you right, were describing, the scraggly guy, to like looking as good as I do now. I know? was gonna say, I think you have a very well kept beard, and I want to tell you that because not everybody does, and I can tell the difference. Well, and now I know why. It's because of Catholic Bomb Company. Catholic so if, Bomb if, Company. If you two want to look as good as I do, this put is together. A, this is a, if you want to look better than me, <laughs> go to fortecatholic.com slash beard. You can get the, the beard balm and then live. There's like stuff for you too. Lip balm and oh. lotion. You too could be cool even though you don't have a beard. I don't. I don't. Not yet. But if I did, I'd try to have one like yours. So I would have to use Catholic Bomb Company. Cool. fortecatholic.com slash beard. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll, still joined by the illustrious Liv Harrison. I always say words, describing words, that I'm not quite sure what they mean, but apparently you're illustrious today, Liv. But we are joined all the way from, I think, Austin, Texas. This is at least where he's based out of. Maybe he's traveling all over the world today. But Giancarlo Bernini, who I met on the phone a few months ago, and uh, I kind of want to tell the story about how we met. But first, Giancarlo, how are you doing, my man? Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is fantastic. Dude, I'm, I'm glad you're here. So uh, we talked uh, yeah, just about a month ago, maybe two months ago. And a mutual friend of both me and you reached out and was like, hey, I've got this guy who's a senior in college. He's a magician, a super devout Catholic, wants to start doing magic at Catholic events. And also talking about his faith at those events. And I'm like, dude, I have a friend like that. Like, it would be great. Uh, sure, I'll talk to him. And you were, like, so humble and so generous. You're like, oh, yeah, let's see, t- pick Taylor's brain and, and uh, you know, like, see if I can learn anything. And then I got off the phone, and I realized you have, like, 18 billion followers on your Instagram, and you're doing all this crazy stuff. And then you go on Penn & Teller, like, in between us talking, which is one of my favorite TV shows, like, some of the most famous magicians of all time. First of all, I'm not going to help you, friend. You're going to help me. That's how we're going to do this. So welcome onto the show. <laughs> oh, man. No, thanks so much. Yeah, no, um, crazy life story. I moved to Dallas a few weeks ago, literally weeks ago. Uh, so now I'm based out of Dallas. You know, after graduation, I'm trying to figure out how do I integrate my magic with my faith? Because I've been doing the magic thing for like 10, 12 years, and I've been, you know, practicing my Catholic faith, but who um, knows how to, you know, do like speaking stuff and like do presentations while also integrating it with like the Catholic aspect, which um, I've, I heard you do really well, and you do do su- super well. So I was, I was really excited to, to talk to you, and I'm super excited to be here now because, and then also, I'm, I'm so glad that Penn and Teller. Is one of your favorite shows because it is mine as well. It was so much fun. Like I heard about it. I was like, this is just crazy. Like you're going on one of the biggest magic stages on television and you killed it, man. It was, it was so fun. Like you didn't fool them, but you absolutely fooled me. They were so complimentary of you. They loved your act. I loved your act. They were like, oh yeah, we think you did this with this part and this with this part, this with this part. And I was like, I don't know how you did a single part of it at all. It was very impressive to me. So good job. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So what I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about is like, what was really cool for me watching it was you were able to share like Catholic truth 
without being super overtly Catholic. Because you're on this like non-Catholic, non-Christian show. At least one of the members of Penn and Teller is an atheist, and you're a- able to share like you talked about the transcendentals. You know what is true, good, and beautiful. You talked about the balance of faith and reason on this public stage, and I was like super proud of a young man like yourself being able to share your faith in a way that was true and was good, but it wasn't overt and like overbearing. Like it was very, it's kind of like you're finding a way in the door. And I think that's what you're doing a lot with your magic. So like, first of all, like how did you get involved in magic? It's, you know, like a lot of people go to school and they're like, oh yeah, I was part of the football team. I was part of the band. I was part of the cheerleading team. And you're just like, nope, I'm a magician. How'd that get started for you? Right. Yeah. So what happened was uh, my dad showed me a card trick when I was just a little kid. I was probably like in second or third grade and it was just this one simple card trick and he showed me how to do it and it blew me away. And then I went out and I just showed it to everybody and they loved it. And I loved that they loved it. And so I was just like, I want to do it again. So, you know, the thing about magic is really the first time is the best time it works. If you start doing it to people more times then you know, they either catch on or they start to get bored. Like we've seen that one. So I'm like, I, I need to learn another one now. So I went on online and I I tried to learn another card trick. You know, this just kind of snowballed into people starting giving me magic sets for Christmas. And uh, I started practicing. I remember uh, when I was in, in fifth grade. By that time, I was really trying to put together a magic show at that point. You know, it was a really bad magic show because I was in fifth grade, but, but it was a magic show. <laughs> and I'd go to uh, the the local cancer uh, clinic. So there's a local children's cancer clinic in my hometown. I would do a magic <laughs> show for the patients in the lobby while they waited for them to get called in. And so... That was like my first experience with how magic could transform a situation and take something that, you know, you know, take a situation that's stressful and, and anxious and turn it into something, help them have joy for a moment. And one of my things is I, I never think that magic should be an escape from reality uh, in the same way that a lot of people say that entertainment like movies and stuff is important because it helps you escape from reality for a moment. And for me, I don't like that idea. I don't like that that we have to escape from our reality. So for me, entertainment has always been about transforming someone's reality. And that was when that kind of happened. When I was doing those shows in the Children's Cancer Clinic, I realized, you know, this isn't helping them forget about what's about to happen for a moment, but it's helping them have an easier time going through it. And that's what I feel like most all entertainment, you know, should, should do for the most part is not help you escape from reality, but help you transform your reality and help you see it through a different in a different way that'll help you ultimately grow closer to God, whether explicitly or not. Yeah, that's really fascinating. What's cool for me about it is that a lot of times, like people who are famous will go into, you know, do like the Make-A-Wish Foundation or they'll go into the hospitals and they'll be like, oh, this is me giving back. And like you started there. Like that's, that's just like, you're not just a magician first who then wants to like look good by doing things in the community. Like you were doing this when nobody was watching, nobody would hear about it. And this is who you are. Like this is where... Like you have a heart for this. Like, there was, do you think there was a particular reason you were called to the cancer wing? My dad worked at the clinic, so he was the one who said, "Hey, you know, we all all the time we have people come in and do like crafts with the kids, or do like you know entertain them in some way. But we've never had a magician. You should come and try it." So I went one day, completely, you know, with my little magic kit, and I was like ready, and it just blew me away the experience because, like I said, it wasn't. I didn't go into this with this mindset of I'm going to go in and you know help these kids experience joy in this place i went in just being like i want to go do a magic show and it's one that was doing this that i realized what this could do you know it's something i learned i learned i'm like whoa this is so much bigger realizing the magic can be a ministry the magic can be something greater than just the hey look at me thing really a learning moment for me when i had that change in perspective while i was there and i was 
realizing the extent of the impact that this little magic show was having. Liv, you have a very inquisitive and like I can see the thoughts running through your head. What's going through your head right now as you're hearing all this? No, I have like a thousand questions, but I want to make sure that you got all yours in because I find this fascinating. Okay, one is, are you still doing things in a service kind of a way? Are you still ministering or are you kind of more now on the entertainment side of it all? Yeah, so recently I've been done shows for like retirement homes and stuff like that that's volunteering. What I'm working on doing right now is creating a magic show that uses the illusions explicitly to evangelize. And whether that be sharing the gospel with people who don't believe in God or whether that be sharing a new perspective on faith with maybe people who are already Catholic, they're already in the faith, but maybe there's some way that I can show something or explain yeah. something through a magic trick that will resonate with them. Because that's how I learn things, you know, in the faith is through analogies and metaphors. And I put together a little show that what it does is it uses the tricks to teach apologetics and evangelization strategy. Because right now, most of the shows I'm getting are from are from like youth groups and, and co- uh, college sure. campus ministries yeah. that want to equip those students to, with that knowledge so they can go out and use it. But you can also flip it to just giving that information to people who are not Catholic and not from an equipping them standpoint, but from a, I want to share this with you. Taylor mentioned the, the transcendentals, which I mentioned on Penn and Teller on, on Fool Us, this whole idea of, of what's true, beautiful, and good being attributes of God. God is the truth, beauty, goodness. And I feel like when you share that with someone, you're sharing God with them. So even if I'm doing a totally secular show in a place that's not a religious atmosphere and it wouldn't be appropriate to give them a religious message, I feel like my intention there is to make sure that people experience something true, beautiful, and good during my show. Then that's going to stir something in their soul. It's going to open their heart more to maybe open their heart to the gospel up at a later day. You know, may not be the tipping point, but it's all about being a piece of their journey that hopefully something at this show, God can use to open them up to the gospel later on in their life. Like a gateway. I'm thinking of Alpha. I know Taylor's not thinking of that, but... No, I'm not thinking of Elsa. <laughs> wait, no, wait. Alpha. Uh, alpha. Alpha? Yeah, the Alpha Elsa. program. You need, no, not well, You need to let it go, okay? <laughs> uh, that was great. No, so I, as I'm hearing you talk about it, like that's what the Transcendentals are supposed to be. Like this art, exactly. it was never meant to just be Catholic music or Catholic paintings. It was just beautiful, true, good, and beautiful art. And that's what you're doing. And what people, like you're saying, what people experience is they experience something that is true, good, and beautiful from God. Avenues where that's appropriate to then take the next step and talk about God, uh, then then great, do that. But the other times it's like, we don't have to make everything point to faith, things that are true, good, and beautiful are true, good, and beautiful in and of themselves and still point to God, whether that's experienced or not. It's just like that whole Catholic worldview. We are able to see what is true, good, and beautiful in movies and in television shows and in music, even if it's not explicitly there. Like we see the cry of the heart. We see um, the good of the human heart. We see the the bad of the human heart all through this art. And it's interesting because I've never heard the transcendentals in the avenue of magic, and especially when it comes to true and good. Literally, yeah. when it comes to magic, you are f- trying to fool us. You're right? trying to, to try to make it something true that is not <laughs> right. true. So explain how That's that works point. with what you're doing. So so the thing with me is I feel like magic is it's almost perfectly positioned 
to showcase the gospel through the transcendentals because uh, so I like to say, think about what the definition of a magic trick is at its core. Like what is a magic trick if you just boil it down to its essentials? And I, I just came back from a, a magic uh, convention literally earlier this morning. And I went around and I, I asked a bunch of magicians what their definition of magic was. And then I gave them mine. And I said, would you agree that this is a good definition of what a magic trick is? And they said, yes. And what I said was a magic trick is an illusion presented theatrically for the sake of entertainment. I love that. That That's is so solid. Yeah, absolutely. I said, okay, so let's think about what we just said here. It's an illusion. What is an illusion? Uh, the whole purpose of an illusion is to present a discernment of truth. Illusion is all about what's true and what's not true. Theater is all about showcasing something beautifully. It's, theater is all about beauty. And entertainment is about doing something good for someone else. And so in that, you have truth, beauty, and goodness just wrapped up in there perfectly and balanced so well together. Wow. Okay, so like, here's the question, though. With everything that you're saying, how did people receive what you are presenting to them, both on the stage and off the stage? Like, are you getting any like pushback or people kind of, obviously Taylor's brilliant. We already know this, right? Because he's like the most brilliant person we all know, right, Taylor? Of course. So he picked up on what you were doing, but like, has anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, has anyone in the magic world pulled you aside and said, oh, wait a second, hold on. I see what you're doing here. You're taking this platform and you're using it for something else. Or have you just kind of, ooh, have you just kind of used an illusion of the whole thing and they don't even know that you're presenting this type of theology without anybody knowing? Does that make sense? Like, is anybody catching on to what you're doing besides the brilliant Taylor Stroll? Is anyone else aware of what you're doing and do they care? Like, do they even have anything to say about it? Right. I mean, I don't see it as like, a, I'm going to talk about the transcendentals and hopefully some people will figure out it's actually about Jesus. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much just letting it be what it is. So cool. if I'm going to go do a show for a church, you know, I'm going to talk about the gospel super explicitly in the show. Sure. If I'm doing a show for the, and this is a mindset I have to get into, right? But but when I'm doing a show for a total, like a corporate event, a company hires me to come do, you know, one of their banquets, their award banquet. And I go up there and, you know, obviously it's not an appropriate place for me to talk explicitly about the gospel, but my heart is, is in, not in, I'm going to sneak Jesus into this, but it's just, I'm going to show them something true, beautiful, and good, recognizing in my head that this is going to show them Jesus. And I'm not trying to like sneak Jesus into it. It's just, this is what Jesus is. I'm showing them art and Jesus is in this space because of this. And that's all I can do. And I have to welcome that and be openly attentive to the Holy Spirit in those situations. But at the same time, it's not a, I hope they catch on that I'm really talking about Jesus when they say this. It's no, when I'm telling you, I'm showing you something true, beautiful, and good. And I do mention these three things in all the shows I do. I mentioned the Transcendentals. And then anyone goes home and they Google it, they'll find, you know, a ton of sure. stuff. It's yeah. fine. That was but the I'm magic doing... trick all along. I've been duping you throughout my show. <laughs> and then you realize the biggest trick when you arrive home. Nice. It's like zucchini <laughs> bread, and now you've eaten your vegetables. Like I love how you're like, hey, it's so fantastic. Who doesn't love a blueberry muffin? Everyone loves blueberry muffins, and you're eating blueberries. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I have no yeah. idea um, what that uh, analogy was supposed to mean, but I'm also all of a sudden mean? very it's hungry. Because it's healthy. <laughs> it's a healthy, it's a sneaky thing, but it's not. It's on its own. Like You're not eating a blueberry muffin to get in your daily serving of blueberries, of vitamins. But hey, if you happen to get it in there because you love blueberry muffins, it's a win-win is what I'm saying, Taylor. I'm saying I appreciate what he's putting out there. It makes sense. It's brilliant. It's the blueberry muffins of entertainment. You're winning. I love it. Well, 
I still don't understand what she means, but John Carlo, oh I think gosh. she's complimenting <laughs> you. John uh, Carlo, it's a compliment. <laughs> That's good. This is great, John Carlo. We've run out of time today, but I want people. First of all, I want people to just type in John Carlo Bernini, Penn and Teller. I want them to go watch that show. But how else can they get in touch with you uh, to book you for their next church event, to see what more you can do, and, and just to look at your beautiful face? How can the people find you? Thanks. Yeah. Um. So CatholicMagician.com. That's my oh, that's my website. Oh my gosh, so you're just That's it. like the most brilliant it's, website ever. It's like oh, like no one else had wow. it. I just went out and I was like, I'm, I want to be a Catholic magician. And, and by the way, it's Dude, like, I don't know any. Crazy. I don't know any other Catholic magician. I mean, I know there's Christian magicians and there's magicians who are Catholic, but but I don't. I haven't met any other no. like, magicians yeah. that explicitly have a Catholic magic show. And then I go on and I'm like, oh, this website thing hasn't been taken. I guess I'm the only one. I don't know. But well, anyway, <laughs> CatholicMagician.com yeah. is now my website. <laughs> awesome. So, well, I want people to go check it out. Um, yeah. Thanks so He'll much be a for your time. Liv, Liv, you're talking over the outro. What are you, I'm Allison so, Sullivan? I'm just like he's gonna be a bajillionaire. Like this, like I'm just so. It was nice meeting you because he's gonna have a weird jet. That's all. I'm done. Go ahead. Well, your outro. Okay. I'm glad I have your permission to close the segment, Liv. John Carlo, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. You rock. Everybody, go check him out. Watch the show. Get connected with him. Do it. Liv and I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Liv, do you have a favorite pair of socks? I do. I have these really, like, polka dotty ones. I love them. Okay, well, how does that help you get closer to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Well, Taylor, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I didn't, like, why? Do you have a, a way that I can actually do that? I actually do. I got a private revelation from our Lord Jesus Christ the other day, and he said, if you wear the socks from Sock Religious, you'll actually, like, get closer to Christ. Really? And you'll probably become the saint you were created to be. <laughs> do and they have saints? They do have saints. They have, like, I have the St. John Paul II ones. You do not. I have St. Jesus. I met him. Uh, oh. as, as he's, like, coming out coming out of the out of the tomb. He's risen. They're your Easter socks. Right. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely phenomenal. You wear those for 50 days. But wash them, Taylor. Please, yeah, please wash them. So- um, wash your sock religious you socks. You can buy 50 pair. Can you? And, like, not only did the Lord give me this private revelation, it was strange. He gave it to me in Spanish. I had to get it translated, which was <laughs> like weird. Google Translator. Yeah, and it like said that he app. said that like your feet are are uh, are tasty, and I don't think the Google Translate. No, I don't think that's it. Got it right. That's but not again, it. private revelation. You don't have to take any of oh, this as okay. gospel. It's not but real. He also <laughs> like he gave me the gift of the private revelation, but he also wants to give everybody the gift of. 11% off your next order no. of socks. Are you serious? And, like, he made the URL. Uh, That's www. No! <laughs> slash socks. Sock religious! Go get them, and you will finally become a saint. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, joined today by guest co-host Liv, the only good one, Harrison. Liv, was that your <laughs> nickname in high school? No. Well, kind of. Um, I was really upset because I didn't think I had a nickname in high school because my real name is, you know, Olivia. So I think you've heard this story, Taylor. Where, like, people would say, Olivia, because it's easy to say, right? That people are just like, hey, Olivia. And I'm like, um, 
My name is Olivia. Like I was really obnoxious, shockingly wow. as a freshman. In the yeah, sophomore. we would not have. It, like if you would have ever <laughs> told that to me in real life, I would. You like, wouldn't we, believe it. We, we, you wouldn't no, believe we it. We would not be friends. Like it would end the friendship. <laughs> I've grown and changed so much. You came and recognized me from teenageness. Anyway, so um, when I would go down the hallway, people would then start saying, like the letter O. They would just scream O and make a shape of the letter O above their head with their arms. And so they go, Oh, and then when I would pass, they would throw their arms down and say, Livia. And now I use that on stage whenever I work with youth groups, <laughs> like whenever I do like any type of like any ministry at all where I'm on a stage. And when I touch the stage, they know all the kids know to go like, Oh, and then when I get on my spot, grab the mic, they all say Livia. So nobody really had the opportunity to call me live until really like college. Then that happened. What so I what there I really go. want to happen is for you to be a guest speaker somewhere, and you think that's still going to happen. Like you walk up saying "oh," and then yeah. nothing happens when you get on stage. They just stare at you blankly, and they're like, "This lady's weird." <laughs> <laughs> like well, I, that's I all I want. No, I my goal is to like one day be like you know the keynote speaker at like the seek, you know whatever, like with the nineteen thousand people and. I'm just so known. They know the second I hit the stage, they all do it. So one day, Taylor, one day. Have you ever heard of happen. smart goals? No. Well, you should. <laughs> should I get some? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, well, my your, other, your, your my goal other goal is very is... specific. It's measurable. <laughs> I don't know about attainable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for believing me, in me, Taylor. Thank I don't you. think it's hey. reasonable. And I, you did have a specific time <laughs> before you die, but we got to work yeah. on the middle of that smart goal. Well, I mean, one goal was to be on this show, so look at that. Well, I'll That's tell you true. what. That wasn't really a goal, but uh, it should have been. Yeah, when it comes to like. <laughs> big goals coming on this show and being yeah. the main speaker at Seek are two very different things. I don't, I, know. I don't know. They sound kind of the same. They sound kind of like in the same like genre. Like, you know, you well, never know, Taylor. Well, Maybe you'll be running Seek. And then you're like, I remember that girl from back in the day. We'll invite her to speak. And then there you go. And then I'm in. So, so if you can make it on to Seek, maybe, that'd be great. Maybe I should show you my download numbers at the end of this episode. Because <laughs> I think in my first year doing the show, I didn't get as many people to listen within a year as one speaker does in one talk at Seek. So we we are growing. So now it's every few months. But you know what? Yeah, you're young. You're young. You've got time to make me famous. So you just keep going, well, and I'm just gonna ride. I, I have time, course. but you don't have much time left. <laughs> <laughs> so in the first seg- in the first segment, yeah. we talked about how I'm broken. So what's been going yeah. on in your life? <laughs> so let's talk about how broken you are. Right. Thanks, Taylor. That's a nice segue. So, yeah, no, so broken. I mean, lots of things. No, I just pictured you writing a segue, and that's all I want to see now. Like, I want to see the Olivia thing not go well while you're going up on stage writing a segue. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to write a segue. I've never done that, though. Uh, no, it was a good summer. We're about to start school tomorrow. My kids start school tomorrow, which by the time this airs, I don't know when that is. So forget that time period. It was yesterday, yeah, everyone. It was yesterday. <laughs> the kids started yesterday. And boy, was it a sad day. So, um, yeah. But we went and visited our 50th state this summer. So my kids are 16 and 9 years old, which is weird since I'm only 28, which we established in the first segment. Um, but that's not – well, that's a different show. But anyway – my kids at 16 and nine have been to all 50 states. So that was a really cool thing that we did this summer. 
we basically moved to Hawaii. We were there for 20 days, 21 days. I don't know, something like that. And that's how we like ended the, that's how we did it. That's how we ended the last thing. You're already bored. You're like yawning. No, anyway, it's, it's not, kind of... it's not how you ended this, the summer because no, but you, it's you... how we ended the state. It's oh, you ended the state. I was about to say, yeah, because yeah. you, you moved to Hawaii for like a month and we then did. you, you and came then back and I was Disney. like, Hey, you want to yeah. hang out in person? So we don't have to don't spend have an hour to learn how to use a cell phone. And I don't like, have time. When yeah. I reached out to you, you were at Disney World. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> well, we're annual pass holders and we're vacation club members. We go about two or three times a year. But that doesn't count as our vacation. We vacation big. So, like, that's where our money. If you were to walk in my house, you'd be like, oh, is this a, is this a fraternity? Like, do 20-year-old, like, boys live here? Because this is, what is this? And I'd be like, no, 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 this is our house. We just don't, like, stay here. We travel. So, you know, okay, you know, so we let, don't let have me give you a hint, Liv. Liv. We like, have boxes everywhere, but that's okay. We just, that's where we spend our money. I'm saying we don't spend it on making a cool house, is what I'm saying, Taylor. So, before you make it, it, no, 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 no. We have to stop <laughs> here because I want to help you. And here's how I want to help you. <laughs> Um, you like if you if if your goal of getting on the seek stage is going to be attainable, like when you go on stage or when you go yeah. on a radio show or a podcast, you want yeah. to connect with the audience, right? Okay. And when you say <laughs> things as pompous as "We went to Disney World, but it doesn't count as our vacation because it wasn't big enough," that doesn't really connect you with the audience because, like. I can't even go to Disney World on a vacation because I'm poor. Stop. So like and most of our most of our listeners are poor. And if you're not, go to patreon.com slash forte catholic to support the show. <laughs> but like like I am just trying no. to help you. I'm, this is no. how you're broken. <laughs> I saved it. I saved it because I explained that we don't spend our money anyplace else. Like we eat like like my kids are eating like we only know, eat sirloin and salmon, guys. Like we're cutting it out in other places. <laughs> Stop! There are boxes everywhere. I just said it looked like like a, like college guys live here. Like not. We've been married nineteen years, and you'd be like, "Oh, like so you just moved in this house?" And I'd be like, "No, we've lived here for seven years." Like my point. This is, house doesn't is that look good because spend... we mostly live at Disney World in Hawaii. <laughs> you. Take everything I say and you ruin it. Why do I keep coming on here? I don't know. Why are people listening? That's also, I don't well, know. But you know what? Thank uh, you for listening. After you told that story, I'm asking you the same question. <laughs> You're literally the worst. I'm saying that is where we spend our money. And if you're an annual pass holder, it's cheap. Dude, and same with like the after you spend thousands of dollars for an annual pass, it's practically it's, free. Okay. Anywho, anyway. That well, I was gonna invite you. We already booked our next trip, but I guess I won't. So never mind. I couldn't I'll afford my portion. Your... <laughs> <laughs> you have a free place to crash, Taylor. So there you go. I'm trying to be nice, but um, yeah. So that's it. I'm just getting ready for the next like semester of life. I've got graduate school classes I just signed up for, and speaking coming up, and ra radio stuff. Sirius XM every month now, so that's exciting. That's it. So, you like, know, it's crazy because, like, you and I were talking about this podcast that you're starting, and like, oh I, yeah, I'm starting like, a podcast. Yeah, like ever since the first segment, I'm getting, I'm getting more angry that your show isn't like, uh, like, like your name. I'm gonna even fix it from my suggestion in the first segment. Um, yeah, I'm going to say live and let live. Like it's literally your name twice, and I think that yeah. would be the greatest marketing thing of all time. <laughs> I always wanted it to be live out loud because, you know, L-I-V, live out loud because I'm loud. And um, 
but I'm doing this with someone else. I am, I am launching a podcast, not alone with another human. So you got to take that. You don't work well with others, Taylor, but like those of us who can, <laughs> you didn't even laugh. Oh, you're the worst. Anyway, those of us who do work well with others, you have to take them into consideration. So it can't be my name, goof. It's got to be like something else. And you already hate our name, but that's fine. It's you're going to promote it when it launches. You're going to promote it as as we will be promoting yours. It'll be amazing. Uh, I know you we'll, can't wait. We'll see about that. But what's, you what's, what's, what's great about you is that uh, you just perfectly segued into our next topic. And you, I didn't even send you any notes because you get confused if I tell you things. And you're just better on the fly. <laughs> So you started talking about how I'm not a good team member. And now yeah. like we've been talking about how broken I am the whole show. Yeah. I want to show yeah. off a little bit. Like I can't show off to the effect that, oh, we don't count our Disney World vacation. That's just work. Um, oh, my gosh. I want to sh show you how good of a person I am. Are you ready? Uh, maybe sure yes okay. go ahead so have you ever been uh have you ever been like on a team put together of like random people you don't know and you have to work together with them yes i have yes have you i have uh, it'd be weird if i hadn't if i was like hey i have a story about this and then i set it up <laughs> and i was like actually i don't have anything you got anything That'd be great. I'm just curious. I was just wondering if that has, yeah, okay. something you've experienced. So like, okay, go ahead. Like most people experience this, like when they start a new job, like this is a team of people that you mostly don't know. It could be great or it could be terrible, but there's also like the more temporary ones. And this happened to me this summer. Um, I was put on a team to run this mission trip that like we had never met each other before. We we're all hired by this organization to go run this mission trip. And like that's, kind of terrifying but yet it mostly works because you get people who are you know we're all focused on the same goal of making this week great we're all like catholic people trying to do a good catholic mission trip um but here's how this worked we're like we came together as the body of christ right and uh what what we did while we were there is we decided at the beginning like it was me and two women and they decided at the beginning because they kept forgetting things or like Kind of like me locking my keys in the car, like that kind of stuff. But I wasn't doing that this week. I was on I was on point. So they decided at the beginning of the week that I was going to be their brain throughout the week. Like whenever we, okay. like nothing was going to be forgotten. Like I was going to just, because like I have the easiest job at these trips. I, I just lead prayer and music. Like it's super easy. Their jobs are actually difficult. So I was the one that was just going to use common sense like while they're trying to think through all the actual problems, right? Right. So it, we agreed on this at the beginning of the week. On around Wednesday, uh, we're driving all through the city of St. Louis, just driving all, like, from we're visiting the work sites that all the young people are working at and serving the community. They're being the body of Christ to the, all these people that they are serving. So we're driving through. We're on highways. We're in uh, neighborhoods. We're going through all these different places. And so there's stop lines, stop lights. There's stop signs, all these things, right? I'm on my phone because I'm a good millennial and I know how to use it, unlike someone else on this broadcast. I'm sitting there looking at my phone and I we're stopped for quite some time. And I realize it and I look up and I go, um, this is not a stoplight. Like we were stopped at a stop sign for like two minutes because she didn't realize that it wasn't to stop. She was waiting for the <laughs> sign to turn green, I guess. Like I didn't quite know what was going on. <laughs> like like is there a green octagon in the world anyway like has anyone even seen one of those that's right. awesome okay yeah so Got it. Just okay. an absolute mess 
And like I thought, like this is brilliant. And they go, "Is this going on the show?" And I go, "Absolutely, it's going on the show. It's great content." This is going on the show. And then, and then God gave me one of the greatest gifts He's ever given me. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> on the final day, the last day that we're together, we're going to to Dollar Tree. We're going to Walgreens, and then we're going back to the church that we're staying. And so we go. First one, we're driving. We go to the Dollar Tree. Check. We start driving back. Again, I'm on my phone looking down uh, and, and, and kind of working on stuff, right? We stop. They start getting out of the car. I look up from my phone, realize we're at the church, and I say, this is not a Walgreens. <laughs> and like we all bust out laughing because we missed the Walgreens trip. Like this was talked about all week. We're going to go to on the all last day. day. We yeah, go yeah, to Dollar yeah. Tree, Walgreens, the church. We had talked about that earlier that morning. We had talked oh about it gosh. on the way to Dollar Tree. When we left Dollar Tree, we said we're going to Walgreens. And I look That's up hilarious. and we are at the church. How many were in this car? Three, me and two women. I, t- I told you this at the beginning of the story. Thanks for listening. I'll be your brain for the rest of this uh, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> All right. See, that's the problem. No, that's so funny. Wait a second. Were y'all drinking coffee on this day? Because maybe this was just a lot. Maybe you were tired, like being a new parent. Like, had you been up a lot? I'm just trying to give you an out. Like, I'm trying to make sure that maybe this wasn't like a chemical thing. You guys were just exhausted because you were giving so much to God and to young people that your brain just wasn't connecting things. I want to be very clear. I want to be very, very clear when I I say that. I want you to hear this. None none of this was my fault. I was the one that noticed the mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's obvious. Always. It's never Taylor's fault. I knew that. Right. That should be the name of your next podcast. It's never Taylor's fault. That should be the next one. You're welcome. Okay. So you won't allow your name in your podcast, but I could put my name in mine. Thanks. Yeah, but you're a solo act. I'm a collaborator. I'm not a solo act. I have a different co-host and a different guest every week. Yeah, but it says Forte Catholic with Taylor Schroll. Like, I mean, you kind of put it out there. You're a little bit of like a diva. So, you know, like. Oh, yes. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. I'm a diva. Oh, we live in Hawaii and don't count Disney World as vacations. But you're a diva. Just absolutely. You know what? I was offering you a free place to come for Disney. And you say I'm a bad person. I just want. I just want everyone on your podcast to know that I am not a Baruch Assault, and I share. That's what I want everyone to know. Jeez, Taylor. Okay. Also, well, what's well, the point uh, of having an old friend? The, the oh, po- Here's the point of having an old friend. This is a great segue. We're ending the show, and how I want to end the show for the last minute is I just want to hear the wisdom of an old person. Can you share, like, what's the 60-second nugget of wisdom that you have for us today? Uh, yeah, my my nugget of wisdom is to not have young friends because they make you feel horrible about yourself. So, no, actually, the complete opposite. If you really want a good piece of nugget of wisdom, uh, did I Did you just say, say a piece of nugget? <laughs> I did. I did. I, say making fun of the old. Like, you're the worst. No, but I do believe in intergenerational friendship. I think you should have people on both sides of your age, whatever that is, Without being creepy, okay? So you should know what you're, you know, you gotta have boundaries with everybody. But you definitely need to have everyone around you. Otherwise, if you stay within your bubble of your age group, you're not gonna grow. And there you go, America. You're welcome. There you have it. 
the most important you thing it. you'll hear on this week's Sports That's Day Catholic. It. That to is end all it. I have for you. All right. Old person live. I'm going to go yeah. ahead. You, you said, I love how you said that's all I have for you, and then you kept that's talking. It. I'm going to go well, ahead and mute you now. Bye, be- Liv. Okay, she's gone. Everybody, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you listened better than Liv did. I'll be back next week because uh, with a different co-host and a different guest because I'm not a solo act. See ya. All right, no music for this one, Liv. You know why? Why? Because I'm not sure if we actually have any Patreon uh, content for this episode. Because (laughs) you say things that even I can't put on a Catholic podcast. Do not give me a reputation. Remember how we're supposed to be like not competing? I feel like you're holding my head like under the pool water like right now. Like, dude, you're supposed to help me out. I don't hit me with the bus. This isn't my fault. This I'm you're just, being my community just right now? revealing what is true. So what I'm, I'm cheeky. What, I'm too cheeky what, for what Catholic I'm, radio. What I'm going to have to do is what? I'm going to have to like crazy edit down <laughs> the things that you said in between segments, and then I'll actually be able to post it. And this is the kind of content you can get on at patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. It's all this bone. Like, Liv and I, like everyone else I record with in like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> we've been here since 3 p.m. It is 5.30. We don't stop talking. So there's so much bonus content, some of which I will post, some of which I will not. I will only own the rights to. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's very fun to <laughs> just, just text you the track. content. Make a that laugh track I of my laugh. Share on Patreon, but sorry tons, everybody, like, sorry. Hang out with me in real life. Literally hours and hours and hours of bonus content with you, all of our other co-hosts, all of our guests, and it helps me to feed my children. And uh, who are adorable. Like, I, like, I love doing this show, but I also like not being poor. So yeah. if people <laughs> would, would want to support the show for all the work we do here, I'd really appreciate it. Forte Catholic. Nope. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. This is literally the last thing they're hearing on the podcast. So how would you actually like to end it? Uh, Please go. And you're very appreciated. We love you. We're not going anywhere. Okay, bye. (laughs)